0: Scripture is often talking to communities. How do you do this as a community? How do you do this as a church? We're, we're trying to think through that more of it's not just about our personal relationship, although that is very important. It's about not just, hey, how are you as an individual doing, but hey, how are we doing?
1: Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Ben and Brittany Stinnett for part one of a two-part episode. Their lives are busy as they raise a family, but they emphasize finding time to slow things down and connect with God. Welcome to this episode of the Behind My Journey podcast. My name is Quinn Eaton, and with me today is Ben and Brittany Stinnett. Ben and Brittany, thank you guys so much for joining the podcast today. I know I had to ask you guys on short notice, and you guys thankfully came through and provided this episode, so thank you guys for sitting down and taking the time to do this.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having us. We're big fans. You're so. big fans. Wow, that's a, that's the first
1: time that people have said that on the, on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, your
0: podcast so voice is much better than Jared's. Like really? Okay. Yeah. So
1: so would you like to critique Jared's uh, <laughs> podcasting? Because I'm here for it. If you guys want to go ahead and maybe pump me up and then bring Jared yeah, down, yeah, we're a having bit.
0: lunch on Monday to talk about
1: it. Okay, and, uh, you'll so cover it. We'll then. work it out with him. Okay, awesome. Well, Ben and Brittany uh, have been going to the journey for quite some time. I'll go ahead and cover. Ben is a Recruitment and Career Service Officer with uh, the University of Kentucky, the Paducah campus. Yep, he made correct. sure that I, that I mentioned that. And then Brittany <laughs> is a risk advisor with Peel and Holland. Yes. And Peel and Holland, you said, was just recently voted the best place to work. In. Yes,
2: for small business, we wow. are number one this year.
1: Okay, awesome. So. Uh, risk advisor, Ben, how is that having having your uh, partner being a risk advisor?
0: Well she's my sugar mama and <laughs> okay. takes care of me and so I can have my pretend college jobs. So yeah <laughs> it's great. It's great. <laughs>
1: well that's good to hear. Um, you guys have been attending the journey Brittany since 2008 yes. and then Ben since t- 2010. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you even Ben, you even worked on staff for three years from 2016 to 2019, yep. and then stepped away to take the recruitment and career service officer job. Mm-hmm. Um, but both of you guys right now uh, help and volunteer the journey with the family check-in guest services department. Is that right? Yep.
2: Yes.
1: And so, how is that? I mean, you guys have been going to the journey, and now you're kind of giving back, and and how is it kind of helping out uh, whenever you go to church? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that's a great question. What I love about serving with the family check-in, our daughters are down there. Mm-hmm. And so Isabel is five and Lucy is three. And so every Sunday they know, hey, we're getting up early because mom and dad are serving. And we get to walk them to their class and just see all their friends because we're downstairs checking in all the family. So I get to meet the parents mm-hmm. of all the kids that they um, are in class with and, and are learning about Jesus. And so I love that of really getting to know just different families that go to our church and that have influence on my children.
1: Yeah that's Mm -hmm. really great and I guess you get to keep a close eye on them as well they're not too far away (laughs) so that that must be a nice feeling. Yeah they're the wild ones.
0: (laughs) They're the ones that yelling and screaming
1: down in the guest services. Okay gotcha. Well you guys have been together uh, coming up in July it'll be nine years so congratulations on that and you guys have dated for 11 and Mm -hmm. then been married for nine coming up in July so congratulations with that. when did you guys start going to the journey together? Because I, whenever I was talking to you guys, I said, how long have you guys been going to the journey? And there were two separate answers there. So did you guys meet at the journey? Or uh, is there some sort of romantic story
0: about helping out with guest
1: services and, and meeting
0: each other? Yeah, you know, that'd be great, because uh, we met at a party. Uh, and, um, I was actually DDing that night. Brittany came home from clinicals, so that's how we met. I was. Uh, going to another church here in town, and then whenever we started dating, mm-hmm. and really once we got engaged, we were, we were when we were dating, we went to both, mm-hmm. um, and then we got engaged, we said we need to pick one, and we really felt like we could serve together in Journey and plug mm-hmm. in quickly, mm-hmm. um, and like they needed us. <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was those early mm-hmm. days, they, they needed bodies, and yes. uh, so we were excited to help out.
2: Yeah. He says that. That's the nice answer, but really, I just said, if you want to be with me, you can come to you the journey. <laughs> An ultimatum. Okay, <laughs> yes. that's always yeah. good. That's
0: always good. So,
1: we'll kind of get back to you know getting involved with the journey. But I'm sure your guys's stories kind of start a little bit earlier than that, as far as faith and and maybe finding your place with God. So, I know this is uh, these questions will be kind of open ended. So either one of you guys can take the reins whenever you want to. But the uh, mm-hmm. first thing we'll kind of talk about is just explain uh, maybe how and when you placed your faith in jesus because there's always i feel like a moment in someone's life whenever you finally place your faith uh, with god so uh, how was that for both of you guys
0: yeah so Brittany and i have very similar stories Um, both sets of our parents had us in church her her family was a little more charismatic mine was very much southern baptist Mm -hmm. we study scripture both got baptized when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And I think it, we meant it then, but it became a lot more personal as we were older. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that was a moment in college. Uh, I partied hard pretty, uh, yeah, I, I, just, I loved college. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe that's why I work there now, because yeah. I, I loved it too much. <laughs> uh, and really, my junior year, I was in a car accident and just maybe really start rethinking things um, and I remember being in a hotel room New Year's Eve night, um, had been at a Christian conference, had some friends invite me, and just starting to read scripture, I hit John 5, and I just kept seeing this word dead over and over and over again, and uh, just made me realize that's where I was, That's that was that, that place. Um, and really, that night, you know, I wrestled with, should I be baptized again, should I do all this again and i think god protected me to that point to say um you know hey jesus for the rest of my life i want to live for you i want to serve i want to love the way that you called us to love mm-hmm. and, uh, it's been a lot more personal since then
2: mm-hmm.
0: yours probably true since college
2: mm-hmm. yes um like ben mentioned you know grew up in church and and at a young age accepted christ um in my life and i and trying to navigate that when you're a kid and when you're in church of am i doing this because that's what you're supposed to do or i'm a yeah. good kid or i'm a good christian or i don't want to embarrass anyone or myself and so and each season um through life and in, and in college I'm, i went away and just trying to figure out who i am and and, and my belief and and my identity and, and christ and so of my, my parting wasn't as crazy as Ben's, okay. but um, but there's so much grace and forgiveness in that, which is one thing that I just love about the Lord and just meet you where you're at. And it doesn't matter what happened in your past. There's always that forgiveness and that extension and uh, of love towards you. And so um, I would just go through different seasons of just trying to figure out, and I would make mistakes, but I could always cling back to... For, for me, during college, it was the journey and just different small groups I was in at different periods of time. When I was a college student, when I was dating Ben, when we were engaged and even married and when we became parents. And so, um, yeah, I would say it's been very personal for me as I've be- become an adult mm-hmm. and just relying on Christ and family and friends um, through each season.
1: And there are definitely seasons of life and uh, mm-hmm. God. If you, if, at one point, whenever you do realize that God is with you, he kind of helps you through those seasons. And as there are seasons in life, there are different ways that God speaks to you. And Ben, you kind of touched on that. You said that you were reading scripture and that's whenever it kind of whenever God maybe started to get your attention a little bit more. Is that something that you've always done because God speaks to people in different ways and Brittany might be uh, able to communicate with God in a different way. Maybe it's, you know, through just being at church or Or possibly just you know in everyday life there's some sort of God got those God wings that people talk about so scripture one of those things that you always fall back on Uh,
0: yes I think a big part of mine is just the people that have been in my life honestly Um, I feel like God has always talked to me through scripture you know we've been leading teams to Guatemala for the past few years Uh, I guess eight years now you know I just there's something about being down there You know, I always feel like we come away with something. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then largely just, you know, often men, men in my life who invested in me and have just said the right thing at the right time. And I I know it's often been God using them Mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm
1: And like I kind of touched on it, I don't want to put words in your mouth, of course, Brittany. But are there any certain ways that God kind of speaks to you, as far as maybe there's something in your life? You're like, man, I really need a sign, and then mm-hmm. something pops up to you. Is there any sort of way that He communicates? Yes.
2: Um, I think there are different people. As been mentioned, one of them is my sister, uh, very close to her. We actually just visited her and um, my nephew and brother-in-law. They're missionaries in Guatemala. Wow. So, um, definitely different people at different seasons, and and church is is a huge part. Just that reconnecting, um, breath of fresh air. I don't know, it's just kind of getting surrounded by um, different people and just being able to just talk and say, okay, this is what's going on and and how we can navigate us through that. Mm -hmm.
1: And that's actually a common theme with uh, any sort of podcast interview that I've done for the journey is it does seem like God really speaks through people. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a really good plug for <laughs> this podcast, right? I mean, we <laughs> could put that up on, on some sort of advertisement and say, God speaking through people, and then all these mm-hmm. different stories. And so that's what we're actually hoping to do. And you guys talked about leading groups to Guatemala. How did you get involved with the missionary work? Because we, mm-hmm. I just actually uh, recently talked to Ron and Vera mm-hmm.
0: and okay. Malone, and they said
1: that they went on missionary work. Is that they did all kinds of th- things like that, but how did you guys get
0: started? For us, I always thought we were going to go to Africa. So, I mean, that's where Christians go. And Mm -hmm. my dad had gone to Uganda, and that was a big dream of mine. Mm -hmm. And Matt was actually doing a series on how we should be living life with our small group. Mm -hmm. And we had a couple in our small group, Kim and Stephen Crouch, who had been leading teams. And other couples had gone with them before. Um, And right after that message, I remember them talking about, hey, we have this trip coming up, um, Brittany and I were like, hey, it's way more affordable than going to Africa. Maybe we could just try this Guatemala thing out even though yes, we didn't.
2: we just got married. Yeah, so. we didn't know
0: anything about it. So we celebrated our first anniversary, first two or three anniversaries mm-hmm. in Guatemala. Wow. Um, and it just it took our heart away. Um, it's kind of our happy place now.
2: It is, and that first year, there was a few other people from our small group that went down to Guatemala with us. And so it was nice, we actually got to apply what Matt was teaching within our small group and the ones who went down there, just how close we got and the memories and just, I don't know, just the con- how connected we were mm-hmm. by going down there. And to be able to do it with people you know and you do life with back home and they know what you've experienced, they know what you're going through, uh, you know, just in the States. And then to go do that in Guatemala was, I'm sure that's, that's
1: very fulfilling and mm-hmm. rewarding. And for some people that are listening, they might not be, I guess, super familiar with how missionary trips work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are, but yeah. could you guys maybe dive into <laughs> those certain things that you do in order to help whenever you do travel over
0: to Guatemala? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the ministry that we work with is Bethel Ministries International. Um, so the heart of their ministry is wheelchairs. So this idea of the disabled in Guatemala are often viewed as a curse, or they had been at least. Um, and so their ministry, they partner with all local churches down there. Um, and so they're coming in, we're able to love on those families, love often kids and just tell them, hey, you know, God, God made you, God loves you, and to thank the families. Um, and we fit them to wheelchairs. In 2019, they gave out over 1,900 wheelchairs. They're the largest distributor of wheelchairs yeah. in Central America.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and and then, then they leave us after getting their chair, and then they go and speak to a local pastor. And so they share the gospel with them, and then they, that church follows up with them monthly from then on out. And so mm-hmm. we love it because we're not the heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, the local churches, um, so that, that's, that's been one of the greatest aspects. And then whenever we go down, we'll also build typically two to three homes while we're there, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll do home visits. So we'll go into people's homes. Uh, we've started businesses, we've given food, we've taken medical teams. And mm-hmm. um, So it just really depends on what that family needs.
1: Well, that's amazing, I mean, to, to do work like that is is I I sit here and I'm speechless just trying to think about like going and doing that thing because for me I'm not a person that's super comfortable with like getting out of my comfort zone so it sounds like you guys definitely needed or I guess felt guided to do that so was that kind of a a strengthening in your in your spiritual relationship with God like deciding to do that because you guys did it as a couple right Mm -hmm. so how was that making that jump because I'm, I'm sure I mean and I, like I said before, I don't want to put words in your guys' mouth, but that has to be something where you're like, okay, I'm not, should we do this? And then you finally decide
0: to do it, and now ever since then, you, you continue to go back. So we loved it so much the first year. <laughs> we were like, maybe God wants us here. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we should move down here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we prayed about that for a year and prayed about it separately, prayed about it together, and came back together and said no. God doesn't want us down here. He wants us bringing people to experience this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I think that's been instrumental in our lives. I think, you know, Brittany's sister and her, you know, were close, but now we're you know extraordinarily close, and you know, sure. getting to support mm-hmm. them down there.
2: And we've gotten to take several people from our community and in different communities, my hometown where I grew up in, other churches in Callaway County start have um, brought has taken several people down there. Um, So it's really neat, there's like this little hub in Callaway County, you just have this heart for Guatemala. But one of the pieces I love when we're meeting with teams or when we're going down there, every night we have a devotion and we reflect on what we've experienced, but we really try to let them know, hey, back home people aren't experiencing this, but you know how to be prepared when you come back to the States. And then also, continue to give to Guatemala if that's what God wants you to do, but start serving in your community. Mm-hmm. Pay attention where you go to church or, or just local organizations around and just continue to give back because there is poverty here. There are people who are hungry or don't have clothes and um, are going through just difficult times. And so just always we always encourage them, please go back and serve and give because there's a need at home mm-hmm. as well. So I think that's one part I love about going to Guatemala. It's a big reminder. It's an eye-opener, a yeah. refresher of like, Brittany, you have had blinders on, especially with COVID, being home, you know, mm-hmm. and just like, you're just in your world, and there's so much need around you, and, and God needs you to step up and, and own that.
0: So yeah, we, we've on. had folks who've said, you know, there's so much need here, why are you going there? Mm-hmm. And I remind them, no one ever goes on that trip and comes back giving less to their community. Yeah, You know, mm-hmm. people, it's they get more excited about, you know, maybe... A lot of times for them, it may be hunger. You know that Mm -hmm. was a big thing for them there, and they come back and they jump into need line. Um, So Mm -hmm. we we encourage that the whole time that we're there. And I'm
1: sure helping out, like you, like you guys kind of already touched on, helping out in another country and then coming back and and realizing those things that I just did, I can apply to my community. Absolutely. Uh, And then you guys, it sounds like you have, of course, you have a passion for serving, you have a passion for helping, and you you actually maybe inspire or at Mm -hmm. least help others kind of get started helping in the community. So Mm -hmm. are there any other organizations that you guys help with around the community? Because I know there are a ton of great places in Murray, Kentucky that provide Mm -hmm. a lot of good services for those that are less fortunate. Are there any other Mm -hmm. organizations that you guys help with?
2: Yes, so for many years I've served with CASA, Mm -hmm. um, just being an advocate for for children. And that was very uncomfortable for me at first. And you know, you go into homes and visit with children um, that have experienced a lot more in life at a young age, Something I've never experienced or had to walk in their shoes and just try to, you know, be a friend for them and and advocate for them where they need to be. So that's a big organization. Um, We've helped with Needline, also the Hope for Callaway, the the homeless coalition um, that's recently come up in the past few years within our community. I know anything that the journey puts on, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially the Four Halloway, whatever it is. Um, because I know if it's something that's passionate for our church and our church leaders, then that's something we want to get behind and support. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times our c- people in our community, um, they go to the church first. And then as our church leaders or even Matt will get up there and say, hey, this is a need. And then if we can help fulfill that, then we will. So. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think lately we've been learning a lot that, you know, we've talked about a personal relationship with Jesus so much. That's been like the the phrase for the church. But, you know, just the more I read scripture and the more we think about it, scripture is often talking to communities. How do you do this as a community? How do you do this as a church? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we're, we're trying to think through that more of, yeah. you know, we're not just, it's not just about our personal relationship, although that is very important. It's about... It's about all of us. What are we all doing together? Um, and I, like Brittany said, I think COVID was a good reminder of that, that mm-hmm. we got away from that. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's exciting to see where the building's coming with the church. Yes, it really is. And, you know, what Journey's doing to be able to, to head in that direction is not just, hey, how are you as an individually doing, but hey, how are we doing?
1: We hope you enjoyed part one of this episode with Ben and Brittany Stinnett. Part two will be posted on July 7th, so make sure to check back then to listen to the rest of their conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind My Journey. If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at journeycalloway.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, and if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eden, and this has been Behind My Journey.